0: Senseful. Dramatic even. Be prepared. <laughs> Let's kick it off with a little Richard Wagner. Wagner with a W. That doesn't make sense. Shouldn't be Wagner? And if a W sounds like a V, how come we don't make W sound like V's? What are we doing wrong with the English language? It's really dumb. You can say the word there three different ways and spell it three different ways. No, you say it the same way and spell it three different ways. See, I'm so confused, I don't even know what I'm saying now. Dramatic week. Big drama. Big drama. Louisville City with a big win. And racing. Ugh. It ended up being a draw. Duh, 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 duh. This is... But they're going to come back. They're going to come back like Valkyries. Or Valkyries. <laughs> is it a V? Did they sound... I That's not spelled with a V? So how come a V gets to be a V in German, but a W gets to be a V too? What is that? I don't understand. I'm so confused. Uh, Anyway, speaking of Ws, we got one out of two. Almost got two. Louisville City with a big win. Racing with with late drama, speaking of dramatic music, but in the wrong direction. But that's okay. They're going to fight on. Great show coming for you today, you know. We're going to be talking about both games with Joey. Along with a, a little uh, uh, preview of the Women's Cup, which this is dropping on Wednesday. So it should be today. You can listen to this before the match. How about that? Isn't that exciting? And we're going to do a little, uh, going to go in, in the history books, going to find a U.S. men's national team, our favorite 11 of all time. That should be a lot of fun. I've already been researching that. I've got a couple of twists for you. Yes! And that's music. That's the drama. That's Ken Luther getting ready to talk. Just <laughs> very dramatic. Gonna talk about tailgate. Great topic today, too. All right. Gonna, gonna, gonna put Richard Wagner away now. Or Wagner. Or whatever. It's very confusing. English confuses me. Or it just might be that I'm getting old. Good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are. My name is Joseph Vallad, and I'm the host Of round four of the Center Forward podcast, podcast dedicated to Louisville City Racing Louisville, both men's and women's national teams. Uh, We even sneak a little bit of MLS in there for you. Uh, Got a great show today. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Uh, Kenny and Joe are both going to be here to do their thing and may even have a commercial for you again. We may surprise you with another. Matt does. He did a great job on that last week (laughs) and uh, just a lot of great stuff coming up. So please stick around and why don't we get going? So anyway, why don't we just jump right into this, man? we got a lot to talk about today and five tings is pretty mixed up. Some good and some, I guess not so good. I don't even know how to put this. Man, that, that ending of that game kind of busted me up a little bit. Let's move on though. Here we go. Five things. Number five, out of the frying pan. Man, I'll tell you what, when it's not 145 degrees, it's kind of fun to stand over there. (laughs) It's just, it was so nice to have a temper. It was still warm, but it wasn't anywhere near what we've been experiencing. And uh, when the sun goes down, it's actually rather cool and it was fun. I I was really happy, obviously, with the game. That late goal was, uh, ugh. But anyway, Groove Machine sounded fantastic. We had a great run and uh, everybody did great. Let's move on to number four. I hate your name. It's stupid. New York, New Jersey, anything is stupid. I hate that team now. I hope Gotham loses every game forever. (laughs) We're going to talk about that a little bit more. As a Jersey kid, come on, man. Pick one or the other. They're two different places. Oh, that drives me nuts. Number three, late goals make me cry. Two of them. One of them didn't have a huge impact in the 85th minute, I think it was. In the loose city game, but obviously the one in the racing game definitely did. Oh, man, that was a tough one to let go of. But we're going to talk about that with Joey in a little bit here, which leads us to number two. Super sub, Shayna Matthews. She is my favorite player. Man, she just changes the game completely when she comes in. So much energy, so much pace, great on the ball. It's a shame we couldn't get her that ball more after we decided to sit back. <laughs> Golly, but man, I love watching her play. She is fantastic. And leading us to the last the last five things. just one word, Cam. Cameron Lancaster. This guy has been a blessing for us for years and years and years. To so see him get that brace, just score as many goals as you can, kid. And do what you got to do. Because, I, I mean, he's been around and he's fought through so much injuries and, you know, being traded and moved around and, and loaned and everything. And here he is still doing his thing with us. It's a real honor to see him get some more goals. Love to, I don't know if he's going to get 25 again, whatever it was that one time, but hey, you just keep scoring, pal. So there they are, the five things. Like I said, mostly a good week. You know, look, it's a draw on the road. It's just, it's hard to take it sometimes when, they don't, when you're so close. But man, it was another fun night. Big week coming up. Big week coming up for, for racing with the Women's Cup. Hopefully that is a well-attended. And uh, hopefully we will get to this part, the big pause. <laughs> all in all, we're still here, still fighting, still marching on. W's that sound like V's and V's that sound like W's. and Let's get some more V's or W's. Wait. <laughs> I don't even know how to say it. <laughs> all right, there's your five things for this week. Let's, uh, let's get going now with Joey Cecil. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, as promised... Joey Cecil here to do some analysis of Louisville City and racing Louisville. How are you, sir?
1: I'm doing great, sir. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing pretty good, man. Here we go. Uh, Louisville City, another win at home. Uh, you know, two-one. But we'll get into the late goal in a second. But uh, just go ahead, man. Tell me, tell me uh, what you thought about it.
1: Officially, our attack runs through Brian Ombe. Yeah. He was the driving force in that game. Yeah. Uh, anytime we crossed midfield, the ball was going to the right. Mm-hmm. and they, and they could do nothing to stop it for a veteran this is not a Jogo age person right this is a guy who's been in the league for years right 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 you know and he's not losing a step anytime soon
0: no and and and, and exactly he you know we've got years with this guy here and that's one of the things that I was kind of of, of, of leaning on too much i think i was worried too much about the the age of this team. But when you really look at it, 31, 32, 32, yeah. you're okay, you know? And not just that,
1: this might be the deepest team in Louisville oh. City history. So so it's okay to have that level of experience. Uh, that's the way I like to be nice to them, say experience. Mm-hmm. And um, have to have that because you've got that depth. You can spread around the minutes more.
0: Okay. Did you see anything? Was there a, a particular player besides Brian that maybe that stuck out to well, you and said, well,
1: well, two two or three. One quick thing is Cam is catching fire at the right time. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know? And especially those poach goals. I love those. Oh, they're um, the best. Um, you know, Jorge Gonzalez has got some Houdini level escape skills. <laughs> uh getting away from from players. I mean, I couldn't believe some of the some of the times he he wriggled out of danger.
0: And you know what? That's something that Magnus really did he kinda had it, but he didn't. Mm-hmm. You know th- th- this um, is a new level of something that if you're going to bring somebody forward to deal with him and you're only playing three back, I think you're asking for trouble. You just he gives us a new trouble.
1: a new a new option in our attack that we haven't had for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think but I think the big thing that stood out to me was it was a turning point in the match was when Parker Siegfried came out early in the second half mm-hmm. and made that challenge. right. Where that could have easily been a save, that could have been a penalty. Mm-hmm. Who knows with USL refereeing um, yeah, really. and I think, and it was a great play to come out, shut that down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and ultimately what I, what I'm going to call is the game changing play when you end up two one, no, but, but it's still just, what do we got to do for a clean sheet?
0: That was my next question. <laughs> you
1: know, and it's not Man. just a clean sheet. They brought it up in the, in the, in the telecast cause I had to watch from home, unfortunately. Right. And I looked it up. A third of the goals given up this year by Louisville City have come in the last 15 minutes. Ouch! There's a trend there, and when you get to playoff time, that's not a good trend no, to have not. on it's your side.
0: A, it's a terrible thing to have. You so, don't. You want to get in there. I mean, it, now here's the thing: I was, I was pretty. Um, I was never I, even when it was two-one. I was never like, oh, this is the work. It, it felt fairly comfortable, not as comfortable yeah. as the week before with Sporting, but yeah. it, it was. It still felt okay yeah and, you know I, I don't know
1: but i think and another question i have is is fc tulsa a new rival now because yeah, I, we pl i mean all three games this year have been down to the last minute exciting there's some chippiness between the two teams yes there were um they do not like each other so you know it's not going to be anything official it's never going to be a lip or a dirty river derby right but I think there's something there if we get to keep playing them year after year. I
0: hope so, and and that's that. The whole thing is that trying. And the last thing I wanted to touch on before we moved on was, you know, the, this whole rivalry thing. I love the Lipa FC thing because of the parody mm-hmm. of the rivalry, not because of the rivalry. Yeah, it's the parody of the rivalry. It's so yeah. hilarious. It's comic. Sure, sure. And building a rivalry with another team. That gets to what this could have turned into. I, I thought at some point this could have gotten a little bit nasty. I, I, yeah. There was something to it. I, I, I don't know if you saw that as well.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. So, so b- before, before we move on, I actually got two quick sure, things please, I to Sure, please, please. Go ahead. Very what quick. do you want to say? This is going to be the test coming up this road trip. Yeah. Seven out of eight games on the road and then five straight. Yeah, man. That's going to really tell us what this team's made of. And then just some quick stats. Sure. Do you know, good. this is the most goals through 18 games in team history ever at really? 39. This is, is the highest scoring squ- side so far.
0: Okay. Didn't, I had no idea. Had no but, idea. Second most
1: given up ever as well. 21. Mm. So. And,
0: and I wonder, and you were saying that there, there were several of them that were given up in the last 15 minutes.
1: Yes. Which makes um, it kind of bluff <laughs> Interesting <laughs> stats. You know, we're tied for the league lead in goals with okay. 46 less shots than
0: oh, Phoenix. That's, well, that's pretty cool. When you think about um, it, that's kind of, you know...
1: And then just, just some last-minute stats is, you know, Cam Go is ahead. now second in goals. Yep. He's far behind, but he's second. Mm-hmm. Ownby is tied for the lead in assist with right. Jogo second. Mm-hmm. touch is the leader in passes completed by nearly 100 over our old friend Paco Craig.
0: They're having a pretty good turnaround over there. Miami's actually...
1: Jo- Jogo leads the league in crosses. So, well, I mean, this... This this could be our our stat breaking year. The mm-hmm. problem is, I did look it up. If we were to go try to go break the USL record for goals in a season by a team, right? We need fifty Jeez. over the last. So we need to average about three a game That's going heavy. out. That's a lot. <laughs> so, but but I just you know also one you know we have fifteen different scores through eighteen games.
0: Man, we've been spreading it out. Uh, the first twenty thirty five minutes, literally the first thirty five minutes, absolutely dominant. The New York New Jersey, which I, I please, I freaking hate that name. Yeah, because yep. they're not. I, I literally, I think I hate them almost as much as the Philadelphia Eagles. Not quite. Ooh, that's saying a lot for you. As a Giants fan. Yeah, that's saying a lot. Now, if they
1: were just stuck with Gotham FC, oh, Right. just leave I it love it at Gotham. Thank I you. I love that. But but to, to throw the, I mean. Uh, wait, wait, are, are you gonna bring the Metro Stars out of retirement too? Please.
0: Oh, you see, that's that's what I'm talking about. It's the New Jersey, New York Metro Stars, it's Gotham, yeah. it's the New York, New Jersey generals back from the USFL. Yeah. It doesn't work. And I, I, I don't mean to just, obsess on this stuff. It's just
1: just come out and say it's the New York New Jersey Hoffa's buried under the twenty five yard line
0: <laughs> Exactly. Come, come on, out, say man. It. But but anyway, I did I thought the first thirty five minutes I it's just I tweeted out I was like man you got to score a second goal because don't yeah. leave these cats in the game I, they were so dominant and and I thought the Gotham looked so lethargic go ahead man It was just I just
1: overall just a backbreaker of a game yeah. um one of those air just leaves your lungs mm-hmm. you know because we played so well in the first half and then the whole second half we just tried the bend but don't break defense we just sat back and sat back and sat back we kept absorbing so much pressure until finally the dam broke. Mm-hmm.
0: What broke my heart about that is that they brought Shayna Williams in,
1: yeah,
0: and she was tearing them up. Yeah, and 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 it was just like, and, and she had like, if I remember correctly, three good possessions in their sixteen. And I'm like, come on, man, yeah. why are we sitting back now when we had that opportunity? and now we're stopping, and they scored a goal, and then they went back to it.
1: <laughs> See, it's, 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 it's the old school adage, the mentality. It's the fear of not losing, oh. as, opposed to, as opposed to the joy of trying to win. Yeah. I that just, was trying not to lose instead of trying to win.
0: Right, and there was so many players, especially in the first half, that had such great games. The first half, yeah. like I said, there's something. They, they, their ability to attack a player on the ball one-on-one is excellent and it's like why would you kind of get away from that regardless of substitution substitutions that's not enough for me to be like yeah don't you know stop doing that i don't know man i I just i really i mean i'm glad that they got to draw on the road but it it, man it it left a sour taste that's a
1: draw that feels like a loss i hate that phrase but it is and part of it goes to this i don't i i'm not very critical of coach holly Right. You know, right. still, still feeling them out. But a problem I've had is, and I saw it Sunday was, too many of his subs are just like-for-like like changes. Okay. You know, we're not trying to change the game. You know, Gotham made subs that changed the game. Mm-hmm. They brought on attackers for midfielders. Right, they on right, right, right.
0: That, that double substitution they made obviously made a difference because it ended up giving, it was Onomano who scored the last goal. Yep. But yep. still, it allowed them possession in our midfield that they, they weren't yep. having the whole game. They did not have that possession. Mm-hmm. Our midfield, yep. I thought, for, for 80 minutes was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it was a good performance. It really was a good performance. Really proud Team to see Team defending
1: it. was great. Yes. Everybody was chipping in. It just, yes. it just got to the point where we were just sitting back too much. And our subs, that, I mean, Shayna Matthews is, is going to be a sub every game that comes in and brings it. Right. But, I mean, the, the other sub I remember from that moment was we went right back for right back. You know, and, and it's not even like, you know, that's already a troubled position for racing, uh, is, is right back. And we're subbing on a younger player to try and help see out the game. And it's just a lot of like for like, and at times that's not a problem, but when you're absorbing that much pressure, you know, what was the problem with keeping everyone there that was doing everything right? I'm not saying the sub made the difference in us giving up the goal, but it was just like, you know, when you leave a game with that kind of bad taste in your mouth, you're looking for reasons why.
0: Yeah, and that's, you know, Bobby Knight said it. The only, And I hate using this analogy, but I, it is. The only thing that a prevent defense keeps you from preventing is, is winning. Is winning, yep. and, and it yep. felt like for those 10 minutes, they decided to put everybody behind the ball, and it was like, no, please don't do yep. that, and they did. But anyway, I think they're showing life. They're showing they a lot of life. There's a great run starting Wednesday of three matches that they can grab a bunch of points and get in the playoffs, I think.
1: Well, and, and a big thing, well, with Wednesday, you know, that's the key is, does that actually count towards our NWSL? Yes, it does. Or, I
0: found that out. I so did.
1: It does. That, what's going to be key for us is Chicago is coming in sputtering. Right. They have lost three of their last, last four. Mm-hmm. They have no Julie Ertz and no Alyssa Nair. Right. And we've already beat them. Three nothing this year at their place. Right. So that's that that's an opportunity there to get something going. Right. Three is in that game. Right. And, and got, also, got I, I gotta I gotta highlight this for this team and in, in Louisville City too is something I looked up. Uh, I noticed was, you know, I don't know if we're the only one, but we got to be. We are top two in attendance in both leagues. Yes, we are first yes, in we U.S.L. Are. and number two in N.W.S.L. Yep. And yeah, that's and a, it, that's an, a that's a tribute to our fans.
0: Yes, it is. It is absolutely, and it's great to see. Hopefully. So. you know, and we'll talk a little bit more about the Women's Cup in in a bit. Sure. Uh, so and we'll, la,
1: la, last last question on racing, and I sure and I have to ahead. bring this up. I don't want to be this guy, but I got to bring it up because mm-hmm. everyone is starting to trickle back in from the Olympics. Right. What is the status of Heath and Press? Rhetorical yeah, question I mean, for our administration.
0: Yeah, no argument there. That's there's been a lot of a lot of conjecture, and and there's <sighs> I don't good know. word. You know and the whole Good deal word. yeah the whole deal of the beginning word, of this year with the center forward podcast <laughs> put that J on the center. <laughs> Continue <laughs> I'm sorry No man I I just I, I, I totally agree this the whole deal the beginning of this year was so weird and and as far as now as we look back at it and saying you know who what 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 spots we lost as far as the draft is coming up and stuff mm-hmm. like that. hopefully we get them back but all right man we're yeah. going to talk about we're going to talk about the uh, women's cup we're going to talk a little uh US men's top 11 in a few so we'll be right back awesome okay before we go on i want to let you know that i have uh, been given an audio recording of what could have become a major incident uh apparently the pilot of the aircraft that brought in uh, PSG and Bayern Munich for the women's cup had a welcome message that he was gonna share with them. Uh, Thankfully, he thought the microphone into the cabin was on, but it wasn't. Ooh, let's be glad that that didn't happen.
2: Hello, visitors, and welcome to Louisville. We're so happy to have you as our guests, and we hope you enjoy your stay. Louisville is such a nice place. Really, compared to Cincinnati, it is literally freaking heaven. Cincinnati sucks. A lot. Like, really a lot. Did you know our soccer team has a better record against MLS teams than they do? Okay, sorry. Back to Louisville. While our city has a lot of wonderful things to see. Sadly, we don't have anything like the Statue of Liberty, or the Golden Gate Bridge, or that place where they carve people's faces into rocks, whatever it's called. But we do have an anatomically accurate gold statue of some Greek god. So that's something, I guess. But we do have hot browns. Mmm, hot browns. Hot browns. So hot, so tasty, so moist. Okay, sorry. You chose a wonderful time to come here. Yes, August in Louisville. Ah, such a lovely time. The oppressive heat is gone replaced by an only slightly less unbearable heat the sound of nature surround you like a dewy hug from a forlorn possum When you wake up you may hear birds chirping and with most of the deafening insect drone finally gone they may very well be birds but well there are probably still some sort of bug possibly an amazingly resilient cicada, rubbing its back legs in the dire hope that somehow some way, compatible member of the insect family will enjoy the sweet melody of their grinding to entice them into a few seconds of amazingly awesome, bump-nasty session, and then, death. Hey, shit happens. Anyway, please remember to pick up your bags at the proper kiosk and enjoy your stay.
0: Welcome to Louisville. So as you can hear, we avoided a real problem there. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, the dramatically voiced Ken Luther is uh,
3: going to join us. Ken, how are you, sir? Dramatically yes. voiced. Did you just say dramatically
0: voiced? Yes, you have a dramatic voice.
3: I can't stand my voice. It's like this nasal Michigander <laughs> accent. Right. I'm sure it drives people from Kentucky crazy, but they're just going to gonna deal gonna
0: have to deal with it. It is right.
3: So anyway, man,
0: um, uh, let's talk a little bit about this tailgate thing because it's becoming, you know, um, a pr-
3: What's well, it's coming yes, back. Yes, exactly. What it is, right? And I thank Doug and John, and Team, uh, for and the Reigns for all the great work that Absolutely. they do. Uh, and they kept that tor- torch going. Uh, and and now people are like, "Hey, uh, this tailgate thing was kind of cool." And uh, so they're in the Gold Dot. Yeah, which man. Is now, awesome. now I want to
0: ask you a question. I know you were you were you were stationed in Germany, and you know the whole tailgate thing is not a thing there, right? I mean. Now, Not at what, all. What, what do they do before games?
3: Go to bars go. and beer gardens. <laughs> beer gardens in the nice weather, and 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 the supporters groups have like bars not like we right. have bars but like they own the bars right, practically right. and they have all their other kind of sports flash clubs there like darts and, and right. ping pong and all that other stuff so that's kind of and you can't even go in them if you're not if part you're of a part of the group i mean it works uh right. and then they have beer gardens scattered about the stadium so
0: and and i think the whole thing is there's nothing wrong with trying to do beer gardens and bars and marches and stuff like that i mean all of that stuff is great it's just sometimes i wonder if we try to recreate other things that we don't need to recreate as opposed to creating our own thing whatever that thing is regardless of what other people think of it
3: i i I have struggled with this tailgate thing because you know i'm a euro snob whatever (laughs) i get that i I will take that accusation and i will run with it um so i was like you know and i'm an urban person um uh, but uh there's a lot to this uh kind of tailgate thing uh and you know we're a tailgate culture we're a car culture here in america uh so if you do it right, you can have a ton of fun and you can kind of walk around and visit like at the tailgate uh, over the weekend. Awesome and, you know, point, I walked Kevin. down and I awesome hung out point. with scouse right. uh, and I challenged him on Liverpool being the best EPL team <laughs> says and the Manchester quoted, United fan. <laughs> yeah. And then he quoted a whole bunch of stats at me and then I put my head down and I walked away. <laughs> I love,
0: you know what? I'm going to shout out to Mike, Mike scouse. Scous is just a wonderful dude. Yep. He really is. Yep. Yep. But that's the point is that you're talking about something now when you start to create little pockets of whatever in a tailgate situation, you're almost literally creating a a, a micro environment of what you talked about in Germany with all right. the bars all over the place. And I'm wondering yep. why, you know, th- that sounds like a, a route to go if we can make that happen.
3: It's not about making it happen. I think it's it's about letting it happen organically. Right. You're right. No, you're right. And you're I think right. it's starting to catch on again. I mean, we you know... Doug and team used to put on a great um, tailgate right. at Slugger. Um, and then the club started supporting a little bit with the tents and the and the parking spaces that were reserved just for, like, tents and things like that. Right. So that's the kind of, uh, you know freedom that we need to be able to set up something like that and, and you know you've seen that the college football and the professional football yes, tailgates it's, there's no reason why we can't build something like that here we just need the the place and the ability to do it and the will right and one of my favorite it's,
0: if not one of my favorite my favorite tailgate story is that we used to go to Giants games all the time well I would say all the time um, in the early 80s we couldn't because they were sold out they were you, you were on a waiting list for 20 years but in the mid-90s, because the team was so bad, you could start getting tickets. So we would go to games for years. There was one year, and I want to say it was 93, the team was really, really bad. And we were all hanging out tailgating. And after a while, we're just, and, and obviously we were partying pretty hard. The game had already started.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure that'll be an issue. I did I did manage to screw up the tailgate a little bit this uh, this past uh how so saturday well i uh i i decided on my own but i talked to a bunch of people and kind of got their thoughts on it maybe they don't remember me talking to them about it is that the stadium setup screws everything up the the time we had right. when we went in to do stadium okay, setup. Good. yes yes you know future plan if you're gonna do a march you can't have stadium set up at the same time okay. um and it also kind of was cramping my style uh with uh, with tailgating so i decided uh, that we, yeah, it's all about me. I decided we needed to, uh, we awesome. need to do stadium setup much earlier in the morning. Um, and I talked to a couple of people and they're like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty, pretty good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got there and Matt Owens actually, uh, the superstar supporter he of, is, oh gosh, I love Matt was there, was there as well, but it was like just the two of us, just the two of us. Um, and we, uh, we set up the stadium at 10 o'clock in the morning um, And then it was great, but people were a little kind of grumpy about it because it was change. And it's like my cat, right? They don't like change.
0: You're that. Don't change anything. I've owned four of uh, them. I know they don't like change at all.
3: <laughs> but I, I think it's going to work better. And and some people kind of felt left out because they're not going to go down to the stadium at 10 o'clock in the morning. Including to set me, it up, living in including including New Albany, Indiana. And I told yeah. them. So what? You don't need to. I mean, I, I can set up by myself. I can set up the stadium currently in about an hour and a half. And okay. honestly, it's good exercise. It gets me kind of moving. I you know I, I kind of adjust banners to make sure they look right, right. And, and work through all that stuff and fix because, things. Because you're
0: not anal about that stuff at all. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm sure, that was a shot. <laughs> yes. I make sure all the banners are perfectly straight no. and they fit the little spots <laughs> that they're in. I literally do do this, but we also make improvements on everything. I mean, we rip and break flags every game. So we're constantly right, right. fixing stuff. There's constantly a level of maintenance and we're, we're putting grommets on everything and that's a process in itself. Uh, so you know, 10 o'clock and Scouse was there at 10 o'clock setting up his stuff too, and I was yelling at him across the stadiums. But... <laughs>
0: and that's the other yeah. thing too, is that there's been people that have, one, one person example, his name's John. He bought uh, well, it was a group of them, about six people who bought an ambulance two years ago and they completely yes. tricked it out and made it a louisville city ambulance it's got
3: it's beautiful you you, you know our song right that we sing every time we see the ambulance. we never met the people who drive the ambulance Which one? Oh, oh, oh well yeah i do <laughs> you're going home no, in, a in a purple, a purple. <laughs> ambulance you're going home in a purple that's what we sing when the opposing player is right laying right down right on- on what we think is a dive they might actually really be hurt and i know it's a little crass to sing on something like that but you're going home in a purple ambulance is what you start life. singing yep but, and, hey. and,
0: and they're looking i know we talked before the game and they were like man we that's the kind of thing is creating these these pockets of whatever hopefully it turns into that eventually plus the fact that look regardless of how much fun we have before games when it's 95 friggin degrees out i mean getting there at three o'clock as opposed to getting there at 630 because you don't want to
3: melt <laughs> i mean
0: come on it's part of it too i think i don't know
3: yeah yeah and you know i mean we're getting pretty advanced on some of the stuff i mean i bring a fan and right. and we got we, we we're starting to learn the sun angles and how to set up the vehicles and as long as we still have kind of the freedom to be able to kind of move stuff around right uh and set things up i think we can mitigate sun and rain and you know Rebecca's right. already said when it gets cold she wants propane heaters and I'm like cool okay <laughs> therefore so, we will have propane heaters therefore we she'll have them
0: <laughs> but that's what I'm hoping that we can turn that into I mean like I said you can't you can't you can't um produce it or you can't manufacture it but hopefully it just organically turns into something like that so we'll see how that goes Ken will be coming back in the next segment we're going to be talking about a pretty cool topic hopefully you'll stick around for it thanks Ken no problem Okay, before we go on, it is time for the most insightful, deep, analytical look you will ever get at what many consider to be the greatest sports league in the history of sports leagues. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the NLS moment. Here it is. (laughs) Ah, ah, ah. All right, who's ready to talk a little NLS? All right, here we go. The New Jersey Red Bulls lose a tough one to a team with the absolute worst logo in the history of sports. Jurgen Klinsmann's kid comes up big for the L.A. Swirly Stars. Inter-Miami is really a stupid name. And Cincinnati didn't lose this weekend. How about that? Just don't tell anybody they didn't play. Shh.
2: The NLS
0: moment. (laughs) Reason to celebrate up in Newport. Anytime that they don't lose. (laughs) Oh, those poor Newportians wonder if they have a W or a V in their name. Five, four, three. Okay, we're going to welcome back Joey Cecil. Now we're going to talk a little bit uh Women's Cup here starting. If you're listening to this today, if it's Wednesday, the games are going to start today. So, Joey, what do you got on these two teams that are coming in from Europe, uh, St. Germain and uh, Bayern?
1: So, PSG,
0: mm-hmm. they
1: did something monumental in the last five, six years, and that is helping to end the stranglehold that Lyon had right. on French women's soccer. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have stepped up and, and helped to end that stranglehold. Not to say Lyon is still not a powerhouse. right? Uh, but that's a huge task in itself and a huge achievement. Uh, they are led, and when I was researching them today, they are led by uh, a striker named Katoto, okay. who has an amazing stat line. She has 90 goals in 92 career games. Hello! And
0: she's 22. <laughs> Golly, that's sick! Did you 90 <laughs> goals in 92 matches? Unless I read it that. Okay, no, I'm just I, saying that's, I'm that's just like sick. that's
1: insane. Um, and what's even more insane is she didn't make the French side that went to the last World Cup. Wow. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, 90 goals and 92 appearances. Wow. They okay. also have uh, Diani, who is um, – I'm not sure the formation they run, but she has 44 goals and 76 appearances. That is already two potent players right there Okay. Uh, trying to look out for. And then you have Bayern Munich, uh, who are the reigning uh, Frauen Bundesliga champions, mm-hmm. and they are just talent abundant across the board between uh, Berenstein, who plays for the Dutch – Dalman, Magul, and Boul who play for the Germans and Jeez. SIE who plays for the French. That's <laughs> And I am so glad we don't have to play either of them until Saturday. Right, man, because
0: I'm telling you, I was so impressed. One of the things that I've been you know, and I said this years ago and people got mad at me because I think, you know, we have some homers. Let's let's just be honest about mm-hmm. this. Yeah. And you sit there and you say, look, the rest of the world's catching up. And yeah. And there's going to come a point if we don't get our NWSL thing worked out and if we don't get our national team thing worked out as far as connections, one of the most confusing things, Joey, is the the university connection to our, our system in the women's leagues because they're not playing in academies. And yeah. there seems to be a bit of a disconnect with that, where I think that's already been worked out on the men's side. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that whatsoever. It feels it feels like we still need to work that out a little bit because the rest of the world has worked this out. England, Portugal, yeah. France, Spain, England. They've already have an infrastructure set up. And I just don't want to see us get passed by on this. That's all true,
1: true. I think it's a positive and a negative in the u s. that we have three hundred and forty eight Division one, ncaa oh. women's soccer teams <laughs> that is the third most of any sport in the ncaa behind Damn. the two basketballs. well done sir between men's and women's well basketball done. that's insane that's a positive and it's a negative
2: mm-hmm.
1: because oh. it's a positive in that we have all of these potential players mm-hmm. but the negative is are they getting the same level training expertise uh, work that they would if we had the academy set up, kind of how MLS is working
0: now. Right, and it's not just the academy; it's the exposure too. One of the things that mm-hmm. we found out with MLS is, you know, it's it's not just how well you play; it's who's who's who is uh, who's representing you. Yeah, there's a there's an agent angle to this. I had Sean Reynolds a couple of years ago on on the the beach balls and bourbon thing, and he talked about that a lot. He's like, you know, a lot of this that goes on with MLS has to do with People who are putting your face in front of you know with agents putting your face in front mm-hmm. of these coaches, I don't yeah. know. If, I, I I I'm I don't think that's set up very well here yet. maybe it is. I I don't want to um, sure. I don't know, but I'm, I'm I mean it's it, I'm, I'm hoping that that connection sure oh, something mean, gets worked I'm, out. I'm
1: almost hoping that with this whole, you know, I'm not saying the the fr- the acronym correctly, but. The whole licensing and exposure uh, issue going on with the NCAA right right. now. And maybe we might see certain colleges align themselves with professional teams in their area.
0: That's an awesome idea. Dude, I haven't thought about that. That's well said. Well said. At at
1: times I have them. They're very few and far between. But at times I have great ideas that go unused. (laughs) That's going to be one of them. There Uh, you go. But you know, but with the NWSL, it's fantastic that it's we have women's professional soccer again, and it's growing. You know, adding mm-hmm. two more teams in twenty twenty two, yep. And attendance has been up every year since twenty thirteen. Right. Uh, insane. Sad is it actually draws more than the WNBA. Really? Well, yeah. But okay. it's not more visual. It's not more visual than them. Um, okay. You know, MLS averages three times as many average fans, which is somewhat surprising and not surprising. Uh, but okay. actually, in terms of the world, no one is even close to NWSL in terms of female soccer attendance. We double what England has.
0: Right, right.
1: On average. So, you know, I think the question going forward is and things like this Women's Cup, how do we keep that spotlight? Yeah, man. You know, uh, I think, and that's going to help, I think, draw more players in, draw more women to want to play soccer. It's already one of the most popular sports. Yeah. But it's also about keeping the talent here in the NWSL. You know, for instance, half of our US women's roster has played or is playing overseas in the last 5 years. Right. And right. many times at the expense of the NWSL, of of that's its correct. Season. So, at, at some point we have to try to look at fixing that issue. Yeah. And so, becoming truly the number 1 women's league in the world. If right, it's not that, already, how do we make it better?
0: And that's that's a challenge. It's, it it comes down to money and that's that to to end the NWSL thing, w- w- your thoughts on you know these these clubs that are doing so well in Europe we're, and two of them coming over here they've already got the infrastructure set up yeah we're yep. working on it and that the, to me before we catch up we I think that they're going they're in a different gear right now that we might, we might not be able to catch up to yet but eventually we will I just I'm hoping that we can endure This moment where things like we we talked about last week with all these great players that are moving on. Mm -hmm. Okay, Lloyd retiring, right? I mean, I mean she announced that yesterday. Yep. Um, you know, all of these great players that are retiring, the void that has to be filled by that next generation, they might not have they might not be as prepared as the next generations of Spain and Portugal and France Mm -hmm. to move them forward. But yeah. then, hopefully, we set up our deal where we can match that.
1: Yeah, you know, I think part of it is this. Let's be completely honest with ourselves. A mm. lot of these women's teams are seen as second class to the men's I know, teams. I know. Uh, but even in Europe, I hate to put it this way, a PSG or Bayern that may be seen as second class still has better infrastructure and resources.
0: Right. Exactly. And that's the thing they've got. And it's not just the the buildings and the coaches; it's the medical. Yeah. You know, it's it's all of these things that that we don't really think of maybe enough yeah. that build a team. So we'll see what happens and I'm, I'm I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping well I'm definitely hoping that they can get 3 points against Chicago and and then we yeah. can move on from there. One,
1: one last note on the women's sure, cup. Go ahead, man, go ahead. If you are listening to this and you have not bought your ticket, please do. Right. I'm a little concerned that Brad Estes was still on social media earlier this week yes, sir. hyping up ticket sales. Yeah. That's a little concerning to me when we've got this huge opportunity coming in. I agree. Uh, so you know, if you if you're listening to this and haven't bought your ticket, y- you can buy your double header and get four awesome games across two days.
0: Yes, sir. I will definitely be there, and, and and we'll see what happens. I'm wishing them the best of luck. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. All right, man. I'm ready for this best eleven deal. Um, you know, like I said, I took I took a little liberty here. Okay. <laughs> All right, because I'm a little older than you. How old are you, anyway? What? Thirty-one. Jesus, God bless you. I was thirty-one once, 150 years ago. All yeah, right, it just,
1: it's just it's just thirty-one for how many
0: times? <laughs> exactly. All right, man. How do you want to do this? You want to start? I, I would. Do you want to start? Or this for, for the people that have? Or anyway, this is going to be our thoughts on the U.S. men's national team best eleven all time. Now. Mm-hmm. I've, my, I I don't have a formation. I don't have an anything. It's a little bit loaded up front with forwards and midfielders. Sure. But uh, because, you know, traditionally I mean, you may agree with this, you know, defensively may have not been our strongest deal the last 20 years or 30.
1: I, I, I think most of the time if you ask a U.S. soccer fan, the answer is going to be what
0: the hell is a defense? Right. <laughs> so I'll tell you what. Let's start with this. Let's go with keeper first. Okay. Right? So, uh, you know, I think we're probably and we haven't talked about this. So Go ahead and give me your keeper for the U.S. Uh, U.S. Men's uh, National Eleven. Why
1: Why'd got... you have to start with the <laughs> toughest position possible? Like, because th- this is this is the position America is known for. If right. it's known for anything, absolutely, it's the goalkeeper. Right. And I think it, it's going to be controversial. I think it comes down to Casey Keller versus Tim Howard. Right. And you got your notables of Brad Friedo and Tony Miola. Yep. But if this was a hair competition, Tony Miola is captain. Oh, absolutely. He's he from starts Jersey. goal. He's from Cardiff. But, <laughs> but I think it's between Keller and Howard. Right. And this is probably the toughest position I had to call. And if I have to pick, just because of my age, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. I am going with the Secretary of Defense,
0: Tim Howard. Tim Howard. I'm with you. I, 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 it's hard. When you look at what he did, look, the Belgian match, if, oh. if you're going to sit there and talk about an individual effort yep. of any player ever in a United States match, that's in the top three. Uh, it's I, the most saves in World Cup history, right? I, in he a was, game, he was so dominant, and I'm and tra- he
1: has the most caps at the position for the right. United States, right? And you're talking about Keller Friedel.
0: okay? Guzan, I mean,
1: there's Guzan, another dude. It's a shout. I mean, Casey Keller. I I, I don't want to just pass over him. Four World Cups. Right. You know, he has that huge 1998 Brazil win Mm -hmm. where he stood on his head. Right. But I think Tim Howard had that. He just had that little extra bit. And for me, Tim Howard is the most physical specimen sitting between our our, our crossbars.
0: Yeah, man. That dude's a freak. He also overcame a lot with the Tourette's deal, too. Sure. And, 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 you know, starting the way he did at Manchester United... And then going look, and and I'm sorry, but the last thing that pushed him over the line for me is that he's an Everton play. <laughs> he was an Everton. Oh guy. God! <laughs> <laughs> and he no had some ridiculous moments with Everton. Yeah, I mean, no Homer scored. moment there. Yeah, he scored, he scored. that goal and he that was Goalie. Yeah, so it was. Um, so I, so I, I, I think, think
1: Tim Howard. I think he's got to be the guy. Yeah, me it's too. It's the toughest position to call though on this team, arguably.
0: I I, I would agree with that. Now, where do you want to go next? You know, let's just go up the pecking order. You know, let's get
1: the one out of the way. Why does this position exist? Left back. Mm -hmm. Why does this position exist? That's what every American should be asking. Mm. Um, It's such a hard, a hard spot to pick because historically it's been our weakest position.
0: Yes, it has. You
1: know, I mean, you've got so much so that Eddie Lewis had to fill in a few times Mm -hmm. and he's a potential Fabian Johnson, a Mm -hmm. left midfielder scoring goals in the champions league was a left back for us. Mm -hmm. That's, but I'm going to stop there before I go before I start seeing red, in terms of <laughs> Jurgen Klinsmann and playing guys out of position. I'm just going to stop there. <laughs> that was his thing. stop there. I think it comes down to me personally between Carlos Bocanegra and right. Demarcus Beasley.
0: I got both of them. Those are the, I've got both of them on my list. I couldn't and I couldn't put I couldn't put Beasley in the midfield. I wanted to put him in yeah. the midfield, but I can't because of the talent that's, that's so, already that's
1: there. So glutted. Yeah, so glutted. But I, I
0: think I, it depends. I know you didn't say formation. I think it depends if you're
1: picking a formation. Right, you know, you know totally if you're going, if you're going a four man back line, you can throw Beasley at left back. Yep. you know, if you're going three man back line, I think
0: Boca Negra. Right, and the thing is that we've never had a dominant left back, it's, and that's uh, why does why does this position exist? Right, <laughs> still but, to this day. But Boca this Negra exist? was so ferocious. He was so ferocious as a player. And you can't you
1: can't overlook five years as our captain too.
0: Right, and, and it's just he had such a presence on that on, on that so. team. And, and he was he was so respected, and Demarcus Beasley for a guy that was 135 pounds soaking wet, yeah. For what he accomplished, and it wasn't just what he accomplished; it was him getting knocked off the roster and then coming back as that a left. Doesn't back. Doesn't happen much, and he and that's the point is that he came back as a left back. And I've got another defensive player. I've got a third one. I'm going to throw in there because I okay. he, he's my favorite I, of anybody that's ever played. I mean, I love Bocanegra, but Eddie Pope. Well, that's the thing is I got Eddie Pope at center back. Okay,
1: and I think he's one of my starters along the back line wherever you put him. Right. Because I don't he, care
0: where we put him, he's a starter. Of all the American players that were uh, elite top players, Eddie Pope, I think gets the less vibe. I, it, he he was so good.
1: And that's I think <laughs> that's that MLS. It's the early MLS bias, right? Anti bias. Whatever Agreed. you want to call it, because he never went overseas and did the Alexi Lalas or you know. And I think I'll be honest here. I think Alalas gets overblown because yep. he was the first in right. Serie a.
0: Yep. And it's not that so. Alalas wasn't a great player. It's just that there was this great vibe in 2002 where you had a mix of some European players that were doing really well and yep. this young, hungry group of kids that were playing over here that were dying to prove what they were all about. Eddie was one yeah. of them. Yep. So that's why I have him on that list too.
1: You know, and I think the, that easily transitions into center back. You got Pope, you got Lawless. There's Marcelo Balboa. Mm, no if we're point. doing an all hair team again, yeah, <laughs> it's your starting center back and, those and the king of the bicycle, the yeah. king of the bicycle. Mm-hmm. You know, Boca Negra played a ton of caps at center back. Yep. Um, Paul Paul Keglieri, Jeff mm. Agus. I Agus mean, was he,
0: another one. I thought about him too. It's just because these other players, and we start talking about eleven. I couldn't I couldn't justify putting him on there with some of these other cats that I have here. I you just know, could.
1: and I, I think if I had to pick, if I have to come down to two, at my center backs, I'm putting Eddie Pope and Marcelo Balboa. Absolutely, th- th- I That's would have mean. no problem with that at all. No so problem. So then we at go all. to right back. Where, go to right back where I will take no
0: argument here. Mm-hmm. Steve Cherundolo. Cherundolo was a great player. I mean, the only reason I don't have him on here because I went with four midfielders. And, okay. okay. And but no, but I, I could see totally, totally because yeah. it was or, it's really literally a position thing to not have Cherundolo on there.
1: And if you're gonna go any other right back, just for just for the culture,
0: Frankie mm-hmm. hey, Heiduc. Okay. Oh, he was he was, and, and 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 he wasn't. I would never thought of him as a, as a tremendous, world class player, but he was a great American player. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know? yes, it does. Yes, it does. You know, he, I'll never forget. He gets he gets
1: sentimental for me anyway when we were right. playing USA Mexico and Columbus. Oh, I was there. I was that two thousand two, two thousand one? No, no. Oh, no, no, it's, he was already retired at this point. Oh, when he was running around? And he got up on the LED screens in front of the American <laughs> Outlaws at
0: kickoff and started throwing his arms
1: that. up, and security had to escort him I away. I remember
0: that. I do I'm remember just like,
1: that. I'm just like, you don't put your hands on Frankie, this is Columbus.
0: Right, right, and he was, oh, I so, remember.
1: But I think if you're doing a four-man back line and you have a right back, there's no argument, Steve Cherundolo yeah. is our right back.
0: Right. Okay, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, I'm, let's get the three forwards out of the way. Okay. Because the three forwards, I think we're going to be pretty close. I, any well, human, any Any human it depends being that where does you put them. Well, it's true, but I'm thinking of the top three ever. And I'm thinking of, because there's a couple of guys it's so hard not to put on this team. First of all, if you don't put Clint Dempsey on this team, I'm never going to speak well, to you again. See, I don't put, I don't put Dempsey at striker. No, 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 no. I wouldn't put I, I agree. I don't put him at forward. The three right. forwards I came down to were Altidore, McBride, and Winalda. I've got Winalda, I've got Dempsey, and I've got Donovan. See, I put Donovan and Dempsey in the midfield. Right. Okay. And that's there's nothing wrong with that. And 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 man, I can't do Altidore. (laughs) See, the thing is this: Altidore just—he is
1: probably the one of the most perplexing players in United States men's team history. Because he, if you put him against St. Kitts and Nevis, he will bag nine goals. Right, right,
0: right, exactly. If you you put him him
1: in the Gold Cup final against Mexico, he will pull his hamstring ten minutes in. (laughs) (laughs) You put him against Germany in a friendly, he bags a a scorcher of a goal. Right, right. You take him to the Federations Cup, and he gets winded in warm-ups. Yeah. You know, so I think Altidore had no chance of being my starter. Mm-hmm. But he has to be in the conversation if you're doing a front three striker.
0: I won't argue that. I won't argue that. I mean, when you talk about American history, and then, like I said, Winalda, I think it's impossible to keep him off this team because of Correct. what he did to open doors. Correct. You know, in Germany. For me, though,
1: mm-hmm. if 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 I'm picking a striker at the front of a formation, mm-hmm. and it's an American, I put Brian McBride up
0: top. I've got Brian McBride as one of my also uh, my, my my honorable mentions. I've got three. I've got the three guys that I mentioned. And like I said, Donovan should have been a midfielder, but because of what yeah. I did with, like I said, I took some liberty with this. <laughs>
1: sure. No, no, no. Makes sense. Makes you know, sense. But
0: but I have McBride. I also have a guy that doesn't get, you know, the kids today have no idea who Joe Maxmore was. Yes, Holy Joe crap.
1: Maxmore, over 100 caps. Holy yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Ca- This yep. full-on, ruthless player that I yeah. loved back in the day. Love Joe that, Maxmore. That's where if I'm going to go back to someone who,
1: oh, he's one of the most, oh, stories in U.S. soccer for what he could have been. Yeah, he exactly. Exactly. He just Central got Central Defender. Well, Central Defender for me is a Gucci on Yewoo. Right. Gucci, a guy who just too. could have been a right. bull in a China shop. Right. And just never could stay healthy. But we're, we're digressing there. Right, right, right. Um, but that's okay. You know, but so I think that's a great great forward discussion there. For me, it's McBride. Right. Just for you know, he had 30 goals, and he right. also had that blend of iconic moments.
0: Yes, he did. No argument you know, there. Especially
1: against against Italy, where he took the bloody the the bloody gash, and then came right back yes, on the field. do you remember that the elbow that he took? Yes. Oh my gosh! And I think, and the then f- you know, it doesn't hurt. He scores against Mexico. Right. <laughs> that never hurts your case. Never, never hurts your
0: case. But when you talk about those three guys that you're talking like. Like Dempsey is, a, is a, I know that you're not talking about as a pure a pure top, but yeah. you're to, when you start mentioning Winalda, Moore McBride, to me, those are the three toughest dudes I ever remember yeah. playing for this team. I mean, yeah. they're they're brutally tough, and that's that's what you loved about these forwards that we had because you yeah. had to be, you know, we didn't have the midfield sometimes that you really need to connect and do the things that we needed to do. So you needed someone that was going to brawl a little bit up there. I thought. Yeah. Oh, I agree with that. You know, that's where, like, uh, Hercules Gomez yeah. is seen on a ton of list too. Oh, he's a very good player. He's
1: a blue collar striker. He's not fancy, mm-hmm. but he finds ways to put the ball in the net. Right. So- now, we joked about this. If we were going to do a team, if you had to lose tomorrow, mm-hmm. Chris Wandalowski starts to <laughs> top to for me every day of the week, nine days a week.
0: <laughs> I hate that you mentioned that name, but I love that you mentioned that name. <laughs>
1: I have a request in my will Oof. that if he is still living, Chris Wondolowski is one of my pallbearers so he can let me down. <laughs> that's, that's
0: funny. Oh my gosh, that is so... Wondo, I,
1: it, if you're listening, I will never forget the World Cup. Oh my you God. you find this do podcast. You
0: do you remember? So, it just so, broke my heart.
1: For me, I have Donovan and Dempsey playing behind the striker in the midfield. Right,
0: right, right. Uh, and that's
1: because, what I said, it's because, really know, Demp- forward. Dempsey played great in that pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, you know, if you ever have to epitomize... U.S. Soccer, <laughs> Clint Dempsey is Clint your Dempsey guy. Clint Dempsey is
0: it? He's the guy. You know uh, Fulham, what he did with Fulham over there, and yep. what—just such well, a classic just, player. Not just that, just he has the moments. He's
1: got the attitude. Right. Uh, you know, he has one of my favorite moments in U.S. Soccer history. You have to go back and watch it. It was against Portugal when he scores for me the most American goal of all time. Was it the one he got from Beasley? Yeah, I don't know. It was not Beasley. It was where it was a ball sent across the the face of goal. And, you know, they tell you, you have two ways to score mm-hmm. uh, with your head or your foot. Dempsey used the other head. Okay. He pelvic, <laughs> he pelvic thrusted the ball into the goal. Okay. That's not the most American goal of all time <laughs> in terms of how you score. I don't know what is, yeah. you know, but he's got the goal in snow. Classico against Costa Rica, right. Costa Rica. That's right. Um, you know, he's, he's, I believe he is, uh, tied with Donovan or second for most goals in American history. Okay. So he's up there, and that's a dude who you never would have expected. Right, right. To go and do that.
0: Very, and, and and everything that he overcame as far as the distance he had to travel to go through that. Someday we'll talk about this pay-for-play nonsense that we have in this country. True. Now we uh, gotta go to the we we have to move on to the midfield, man.
1: Yeah, I, I got well, my midfield again has got Donovan Dempsey up top. Mm-hmm. And this is the second hard, most hardest position for me behind goalie is that central midfield. Right. We have got oh. so much Quality there. You know, the guys I left out, you know, leaving listing like Pablo Mastroeni. Very good player. Just quality. Yep. John Hark's. Okay. He's up there for me. He's, he's my, my, my conversation was three way for two spots. Okay. John Hark's, Michael Bradley, and Claudio Reyna. Oh, okay. And I ended up going with Reyna and Michael Bradley. Okay. That's also my recent bias as being a younger guy.
0: And that's fair. That's fair because. I've got. i got. To, go ahead. Finish what you were saying about those two dudes. Well, it's just for me. You know, Claudio Reyna is he might be
1: the only unanimous. Yeah, my favorite player. Level. He's That's my 11. favorite player ever. Literally. Ten years, a decade as captain of the U.S. men's team,
0: and he did. He was. And you were talking about another guy who was just unbelievably, unbelievably in control, in command of everything mm-hmm. that was going on around him. He Correct. was such a leader. You Correct. Know, you know, if you talk about leaders in American history, he's one of those guys. And um, I also have hearts. Um, I, it's hard. It's, how do you keep him off this? You know, you talk it, about, what I, he, you know, it. first player to play in a first division in England. And, and, yeah. and not just that, but he was a dominant player at the, you know, for, for the, for the national team too. I just, I don't know how you keep, like I said, I took some Liberty with it. You would never sure. use my lineup. <laughs> sure. Oh, no, sure. sure. You know, but it's just, it's Same here. You know, I just, I can't imagine. Here's another, but this is where I go deep, okay? I go super deep as an old dude, okay? Okay. I talk about midfielders because American history has a couple of guys here that need to be mentioned. All right. Okay, one of the guys that was a midfielder, he was also, he was an attacking guy. It was a guy by the name of Ricky Davis. Now, Ricky Davis played in the 70s. Ricky Davis played with the Cosmos. And, you know, the Cosmos had Pele and Beckenbauer and Mm Canaglia. And this is when being on the national team meant hopefully you can catch a bus or a train to get someplace as opposed to today. And and he was such, here's a guy that he was just born at the wrong time. If he was born 20 years later, he's Donovan. Yeah. Okay. He he was just, he was such a dominant player playing against the best that the world had to offer that came over here to play in the NASL back in the 70s. And this was a guy that had to be dealt with. And 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 he was so good at what he did, and here's my here's my uh, he's sort of like did I mention oh, I said tab tab Ramos I don't know how you yeah. keep him off that team either he's just oh it's just so that just our midfield is it's it's a glut of
1: quality exactly so, that's the one it place it's on, so hard I think this is where you almost have to have a formation in mind right, so right. when you're setting aside the best eleven um, he's tough Ernie Stewart mm-hmm. Ernie Stewart was another, another great name. Player. You know, Jermaine Jones even gets a shout from me in central midfield, though. Okay. You know, he never had the ton of stats, mm-hmm. but in terms of being a box-to-box guy, I mean, he 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 helped change some of our culture at times, right? Because he, you know, he helped bring in that 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 Germanic influence, and, and and it helped to pave the way for other players in right. terms of bringing them in here as dual nationals. And, and, and let's a- never forget that banger he scored in the World Cup. That doesn't hurt. Right, 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 right. And, you know, and, and we're skipping over some of the younger guys, too. Like, I even had on my fringe,
0: it's like a Christian Pulisic. Yeah, it's hard. That's what I said. Anybody that was under, Just, like, 24, it's hard for me to put them tough. on this team right now. Because correct. we're talking about all time. You've got to do, like, Pulisic, if you're talking about national team stuff, he hasn't done anything yet. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm saying at the level of somebody, yeah. like, how do you compare him to what Landon Donovan did? Donovan scored oh, that goal a, against a, a Tunisia. Great. You Agre- know, that's like, I, 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 I got to correct you, Algeria. Algeria, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Algeria. That yeah. One. Is I'll never Denizier? forget that Jesus. one. <laughs> but um, there's there's one more guy I'm going to add to this for my okay. history lesson. Because he's literally the fir- you were talking about midfield or attacking midfield, the first great American player. His name yeah. was Archie Stark. Okay. Okay. Now, if you grew up in Kearney, you know who Archie Stark was. Archie came over from Scotland, like a lot of players did back in the day, mm-hmm. and he was available for the 1930 team that 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 was. Um, I don't. I think they finished third place or something, but they fin- mm-hmm. they podiumed. I mean, they they were you know that was the only time the U.S. team ever beat anybody outside of whatever it was, cal- calm the ball or whatever. Yeah. But um, he was a, he he played for Bethlehem Steel when Bethlehem Steel was the greatest American club for all those yeah. years back then. And he didn't go in the thirties because of a business. Like he didn't, it, you lost money if you spent them over yeah. there. He had a job, <laughs> yeah. you know, but oh, he, yeah. you know, there's, there's a glut of great players that came through my hometown that were world-class players at that time. And he was one of those guys. It's just another guy. It's a shame that he was born so late or so early that he missed all of this. It's just, uh, but he, you know, you want to talk about somebody putting numbers up? Hello, I mean, it's just, I mean, just ridiculous amount of goals for all the teams that he played on. Um, did I miss any? Did you miss anybody? Did I miss anybody? I think, I think, I think we missed someone who uh,
1: he slipped between generations, and he holds a record for the U.S. men's national team mm-hmm. for most caps. Okay, that is Kobe Jones. Kobe
0: Jones. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean.
1: Most How do you, who do you
0: put you put him in front? No, That's he deserves biggest, a mention. Some, he definitely deserves a mention for someone who has most
1: caps. The fact that it took this long to bring him up kind of shows. Right. Kobe, you were a good player, not a great player. I right. think you know. Yeah, he, it, and he I, I love Kobe
0: that, Jones. I mean, he, and he had a great run with Galaxy that, too.
1: yeah, right, he ne- but he never had that standout USA moment, <sighs> right? You know, right. he was kind of between eras. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was he he, he was. After the resurgence of American soccer, but before what we might call the first golden generation that had right. the Donovans and the Dempseys in them, you know, he's kind of stuck in that middle. Right. And I think that helps why he had so many caps, is, you know, he was the best player of that that, that, that bridging generation. Mm-hmm. So he's yeah. up there. And, you know, how can we go into American soccer discussion without bringing up Joe Gatchins? Joe Gatchins? For scoring the nineteen, the, the, the shot heard round the world. Even like against, against England, was yeah. the guy who was born and died in Haiti, but played for the USA. Yeah, man. So that's funny. But so, that's and, you know, uh, and and you know, another guy I'm just going to bring up because I sure. think he gets an unfair rap because he was played out of position a ton. But man, guys who were successful overseas is a guy like Jeff Cameron. Yeah,
0: he had a good run. I mean, he had just, a tough he had a tough go uh, a couple years ago, but. You know, yeah, he was he, he. You know, that's what I'm saying. Defensively, we've always had, I don't know, I don't know, man. Defensively, it's it's hard to pull up three or four players that you're like, yeah, as opposed to forwards. I mean, or, or midfielders. But
1: so if I, if you know if I have to pick a lineup that I'm going to throw out there, mm-hmm. I'm going with a four three three. I got Howard in goal. Right. I got Boca Negra at left back, Pope and Balboa at center backs, Torundelo at right back. Okay. I got a three man midfield of Bradley, Reina, and I'm gonna throw Harks in there. It's hard between Harks and Ramos. Right, 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 who has right. most torn. And then a front three of Dempsey, McBride, and Donovan. That's a great call. It's a solid team. That's for sure. It might it might get us to the World Cup. It might. <laughs> I have to throw that in there with everything recently. It might oh, yeah. get us to a World Cup again. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, we'll
0: see. I think we're in pretty good position for that. Listen, oh. Joey, thank you for that. That's a lot of fun, man. That's that's a a trip down uh, Amnesia Lane, as Robin Williams said.
1: Some things we want to remember and some Something we definitely don't. don't.
0: Well, Joey, thank you so much for being a part of this, and uh, and we'll get you back next week, okay?
1: Yes, sir. Sounds great. Thank you.
0: Thanks, bud. All right, before we get to uh, Ken, man, it's time to do a little did you know that. I'll tell you, I'm sorry. I know you're going to think it's stupid, but teams that have the name New York, New Jersey, just torque me off. <laughs> Drives me nuts. Now, you're like, yeah, no, it's no big deal. Yeah, it is a big deal. It's a big deal to me. Deal with it. <laughs> Suppose, for those of you that are like, what do you mean by that? Suppose they moved the team to New Albany and still called it Louisville. Hmm? 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 <laughs> of course it would bug you, so don't even. Now, look, New York City's cool, I guess, but it's not New Jersey. And did you know what we're going to do today is going to give you five things. I'm going to do like a five things because it's five things and it's New Jersey. How about... We get that going. How about, we're gonna learn a little something today about New Jersey. (laughs) So get your pencils, your pens, whatever you use. Here we go, are you ready? Five things that make New Jersey awesome. Number one, how about Frank Sinatra? Frank Sinatra's originally from New Jersey. Hoboken, same county I was born in. Frank Sinatra's the greatest American vocalist ever. Yes, he is. You're not allowed to argue with me on that. (laughs) Decades of a tremendous, tremendous career. And uh, just such a great vocalist. But yeah, Sinatra's from New Jersey. Did you know that? I don't know. Maybe you did. How about this? The Statue of Liberty. Do you know it's in New Jersey? Thank you. everybody no, it's in New York. No, it's not. It's in New Jersey waters. They just wish they could have it. And you know, the, the joke is always, well, the Statue of Liberty always turns its back on New Jersey. You know why? Because it leads New Jersey. And that's sometimes I wonder if that's really a torture if it's just giving New York the finger. <laughs> did you know that? I don't know. Number three, how about boardwalk pizza? If you've never had boardwalk pizza in New Jersey, you've never had pizza. In fact, you may have never had real food. <laughs> boardwalk pizza from New Jersey is the greatest thing ever. Did you know that? Not sure if you did or you didn't. How about this one? How about New Jersey soccer players are pretty awesome? How about we talked about this with Joey Ziesel, and I snuck in Archie Stark because he was the first really great American soccer player. But then you had Tony Miola and John Harkes and Tab Ramos playing in two World Cups from my hometown, from Carney. so I'm bragging on Carney, right? So many great players. Tim Howard from Jersey. Go down the list. Did you know that? I bet you didn't. And lastly, you know what else is from New Jersey? Me. And I'm awesome, and you love me. I know you do. I can tell by the way you, uh, you're you so nice. You are really nice to me. There you go. Did you know any of that? I bet you didn't. Well, you do now. New Jersey, baby. I'm just sick of it. Please, stop it with the New Jersey, New York names. Mama Luke's all yours. All right, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you enjoyed Did You Know That? The New Jersey version. I couldn't help it. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Ken Luther back here, and I really wanted him uh, in on this conversation. I think it's very important. Like I said, we've been trying to talk about things and trying to see both sides of a, of a discussion, and 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 uh, the national anthem has become a has become a bit of a hot topic over the last few years. Um, <clears throat> Ken is a retired colonel. I know he doesn't like me to mention the part colonel. Yeah, but he is a retired colonel.
3: <laughs> makes me feel old and full of myself. Well, and I, dude. You know.
0: Well, I'm not saying I'm not saying you're either one of them. You're just gonna have to decide that for Okay. <laughs> beauty, old dude. fart. Oh, old fart. But it's. I think it's very important. There are arguments on both sides of this, and I want Ken to lead the discussion as a guy that has served this country, who has fought for this country. I really would love to hear his input and and his side of this. So Ken, uh, wherever you want to take this, please go ahead. <laughs>
3: Yeah, so you know, I've I've kind of gone through some changes on this one. I was raised in a military kind of household, mm-hmm. uh, and I spent over half my life in the regular army. Um, so standing at attention and saluting the flag was just a way of life. Mm-hmm. You know, when when I lived on military posts with my family, you know, we had reveille and uh, the and and um, retreat and and the kids. Would stand at attention. Oh, can I interject something
0: here, Ken? I'm sorry. You, I, and I didn't know this until the last tailgate. Did you say that you lived in Cuba? when
3: you No, were... my father. Your my father, father did.
0: Okay, okay. Your father did. So he was. Pre, he was. Pre teaching. Bay of Pigs.
3: Pre he, Bay of Pigs. Jesus. No, he, was a kid. he was a kid. He
0: was a kid. Oh. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
3: Yeah, he lived in the Cuba prepaid bags, but yeah, no, my my I, I lived on military installations for a good portion of right, my life, right, and, right. and when the flag would come up in the morning, although the kids usually aren't up, and then but when it would go down at, at five, mm-hmm. um, all the kids would stop whatever they're doing in the neighborhoods and put their hands over their heart and mm-hmm. and show respect to uh, wherever the flagpole was. You would hear them. They, you know, they'd be playing soccer or football in the street, and you'd hear flag, and they'd all stop and turn. <laughs> it's the cutest thing, right? Um. But I, you know, I, I also had to think about this uh, an, a couple of years ago when Colin Kaepernick kind of started this thing. Right. And at first it pissed me off. I was right. like, how dare you show. How dare you show res- disrespect to initially? The yes. flag, you know, the, we fought for your freedom and right. we died. <laughs> right, right. And, but then I started to reflect on it a little bit deeper and a little bit harder. Mm. What I kind of got to is is this country is based on freedom and freedom of expression. Yep, very much and how people choose to show um, either reverence to the flag or to say something is their choice. Right. As long as you're not like spitting or flipping off or, or, or you know overtly trying to piss other people off, yeah. who cares what other people do? Right. I, I stand and I salute because that's the way I was taught. Mm-hmm. There's a law in Congress that says even veterans out of uniform can salute. So that's what I do. Right. Because I believe not in the flag and not blind allegiance to it, mm-hmm. but I believe in what the flag represents. Absolutely. Which is we are a free people. Mm-hmm. And when you're a free people, people shouldn't tell you what you can and can't do. Thank you. If you force somebody to stand there with their hand over their heart, it's not gonna work out. here's Especially
0: that. Oh my gosh. Thank you, brother.
3: And, and people have to be able to be allowed to have freedom of expression.
0: Hear that.
3: So what aggra- aggravates me even more is when people are yelling, you know, respect the flag, stand up. You know, it, that's uh, not what it's about. No, it's not. It's not what it's about. In a way, people who kneel or put their fists up or whatever wow. are respecting the flag. But you're saying we're free people and we're allowed to express ourselves that this is wrong. And this is how we choose to do it. And I respect that.
0: Right. Let me jump in real quick. Um, going back, they'll you know, talk about the fist deal. I'm a little older. I was I was still a child, but I still like as a, even as a little tiny kid, I remember this. The 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 uh Mexico City Olympics in sixty eight was it yeah. was Tommy Smith was, and John Carlos.
3: That's right. They got and, a lot of trouble for that. Not.
0: And the guts that they showed, the courage that they showed by
3: doing that. Because Same thing with Colin Kaepernick, right? The courage and the guts he showed. He lost everything. Well, I'm, I'm, let me push back on that a little bit. Let me, let me talk okay, about that fine. first. Let me talk about okay.
0: that first. Like, Carlos and Smith are were amateur athletes. Right. They had no income from, from running track. And in 1968, you're only literally about three years removed from the full ending of Jim Crow. So everybody alive understood what that was. And how awful that was, and how wrong that was. So when they did that, they literally pushed the conversation in a whole new direction. Plus, you also had Muhammad Ali, yeah. who had been suspended because he would not he would not uh, serve in Vietnam. That's right. So you have this you have this initial issue of of literal legal segregation and legal, legal, truly systemic racism, right? Right. Going on at that time. And these guys had the guts to do what they did. And I admire them because I don't know if I would have been able to. I mean, the courage it took for these guys. Now, jumping forward to Colin Kaepernick. I'm not saying that what he didn't do was not courageous. Okay, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm not going to judge him for what he did or didn't do. He didn't get
3: tossed in jail like Muhammad Ali. He didn't or... lose
0: his. He he lost his livelihood. But here's the deal: people don't remember, and I know this is going to piss people off, but I don't care. I'm a huge football fan. Colin Kaepernick had lost his job to a guy by the name of Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> no, he wasn't playing well for two years okay i'm not knocking what he did i'm not challenging what he did because i'm like you and i said this the last time we talked i am a fervent supporter of freedom of expression as an artist and a musician i really to the point where i will piss off people on the right and left
3: Go yeah ahead. but you, i mean I, I get the fervent supporter of freedom of expression you know and and, and i I support it, but you also have to think of how people, other people, feel about what sure. you're doing.
0: I agree. I agree.
3: So, let me tell another story. Go. Um, the the Black Lives Matter protests that right. have been uh, occurring in Louisville um, less frequently now. Right. Um, they would come up Bardstown Road and sure, not be, right. I remember. Oh, I remember seeing half video. a block away from my house. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I I support. I, to a certain extent, even joined some of the early on protests. Okay. Um, and absolutely believe uh, that we have to kind of push back against, you know, this kind of systemic oppression that's been occurring. Okay. But over time, I saw some of the ways the protests yep. and the protesters were acting as, even though it was freedom of expression, I thought it was a little bit out of line. Right. The things that they would say to police that were just standing the line and keeping people from smashing things and right. and things like that was absolutely atrocious. Right. So yes, they're within their rights of freedom of expression to say and do the things. I'm that with they you. No, I understand do. what you're saying,
0: Ken. I understand what
3: you're saying. On the other hand, you have to think about how other people feel. Maybe there's a better way uh, to demonstrate that. I totally agree with what you just said,
0: and. The thing is, is that trying to find a balance when 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 things are so caustic, when the conversation is so um, venomous, at the same time trying to find some sort of balance is very difficult to do. I think, and <clears throat> at the same time, I caught some shit too because I don't like I don't like extremism on either side. When you go back to this Black Lives Matters thing, I from talking to friends of mine that are black and people that I've known and loved for a very long time. And literally going back from, from from like literally page one and saying, dude, what am I missing here? What am I missing? And well, they, you I know, mean, and, and they would say, Look, look, I'm you know, one of my buddies, and I, I won't mention his name, a guy that I've known for thirty something years saying, Look, you know, I still feel uncomfortable getting in my car. So if he's saying that, there's a reason. He's not somebody that's just gonna say something.
3: Right, it's a, something. It's almost impossible for you and I to understand. You're not, you know, two white guys talking about Black, exactly. black Lives Matter. is very, very. It's well, first, is awkward, right. uh, uh, Which we don't like, uh, and second, but sometimes
0: we, awkward we is needed sh- right now, pal. I got to yeah, be honest we, with you. I'm, I'm just and it, I, I agree. Ahead, I'm
3: sorry. We just don't have the experiences. Sure. Uh, that people who are black in America, right? Have gone on. We've gone off on a tangent. We started with the flag, but that's but fine. But we're going. We circle back to it.
0: We're talking about the protests, and we're talking about. People singing the national anthem or not singing the national anthem and respecting the country in the manner that they choose to do that. I'm going to say this. I, look, I think where, where all this kind of went off the rails is people have to respect the right of, of having something sacred to them. If somebody believes that the national anthem or the 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 BLM flag or the pride flag or whatever, whatever, is sacred to them, you got to respect that because because the laws say you have to
3: respect. Do that. you do you have to respect that to the point where you can't kneel? No, no, I think you should be able to kneel. No, I, See, I that's that's where that, that right gets I, carried I believe, a little bit too far.
0: I agree. I one hundred percent agree with you because the conversation shuts down. But that's I think that's part of the problem
3: how about this Go How about this if if you are an ardent you stand at attention and put your hand over your heart person and i don't do that i put my fingers to my head right um in a salute uh then maybe after the flag after the national anthem uh ends maybe you should talk to the people who demonstrated in a different way thank you. and try to understand why thank you you, you don't have to agree with them <laughs> no nor am i suggesting you get in a fight with them of course maybe you should make an attempt to understand their experiences and why it is that they are doing what they are doing right and if if i was to talk
0: to somebody who who says you know, I re, now i'm talking as now my exp, your experience is defending the country so your experience is far beyond anything that i can ever 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 discuss but I've sung the national anthem at these games like 25 times, at least. Okay? The song is sacred to me. It means something. Here's why. Number one, it reminds me. Every time I sing it, if, or not even when I sing it, but um, when I hear it, I think of my dad, who served in World War II. I think of my Uncle Angelo, my Uncle Flavian, who served in World War II. My Uncle Angelo took three bullets at Normandy. Okay? So, I'm, I mean, these are the people I think of. My nephew, Michael, who served um, in, during during that whole Iraq and, and Afghanistan, period. my and, and mostly my cousins. I had three first cousins that I know, I'm th- pretty sure just three, that were forced into Vietnam. You know? It's, Drafted. Yeah. And it's very hard for me to talk about because it had such an impact on their lives. So when I hear that song, I pray for my friends and my family. This matters to me. And even well, yeah, though, even yeah, though no, let me finish, sorry. even though, that's okay, even though all of that happened and even though there are so many injustices, and I understand that, Ken, I believe me, I believe me, there are injustices, things that we need to work out. I still love my country. You know, it's it's it's, you can do both. You can, right? I mean, what do you think?
3: I love the country because the country is based on an idea. And sometimes we've gotten off track of that right. idea, mm-hmm. but the idea is that people have, freedom right and individual liberty the issue arises is when my individual liberty and my freedom is taking away somebody else's who's also an American Hear that. and that's where we have to figure out how to compromise
0: amen. amen and there you go and I think that that kind of unless you're something else you want to add into this I think we kind of summed it up <laughs> <laughs> woo wow it's heavy right? It's There's a heavy time. conversation. It's so hard. And one of the things I've, I've, I always try to tell people, you can love and you can be okay. How do I say this? You can love someone and still struggle with them at the same time. I think we sometimes we get so wrapped up in this binary existence that we've fallen into that it's all one or all of the other. And I think our pride falls into it a little bit. And and, trying, and and just trying to find this meadow in between this, this dewy, grassy meadow with unicorns and sunrises
3: <laughs> where people can talk to each other. Right. I, I mean, honestly, you don't even have to talk to right. each other. I mean, you just don't lash out at people right. and don't try to fight them unless they want to fight you. And then you can go in back by the playground. Know, go by the go playground dumpster and, and do what you got to do. Three o'clock in the afternoon after school, go right. fight them. Right. Uh, but just you know, yeah,
0: I mean It's it, this is a heavy conversation, but I think it's a worthwhile one. And I think it was. I think it was. We didn't script this. I mean, like I said, I don't want any of this scripted. We should just talk. And uh, right, I mean, and I really not only do I love you, but I appreciate you, and I appreciate. I love you. you Thank too, you man. for everything that you've done. So,
3: oh, <clears throat> yeah, you know, I, I I I do the things I do is because I I enjoy them. I enjoyed my time in the service. It, to me, it wasn't. It, it, yes it was about america and stuff like that but right. i just had a whole lot of fun there you go. So that was that was the driving force i hear you pal.
0: all right man well there you go uh ken thank you so much for that and uh i can't wait for the next uh, benign topic that we talk about maybe we should talk about israel and palestine next time.
3: oh i i can i can give a little tidbit on that what's that um a comedian came up with an anthem okay for israel palestine which is, I'm going to sing it for you. you do ready? It. I'm not a good singer, but that's okay. I don't eat pigs. You don't eat pigs. Why don't we not not eat pigs together? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ken Luther, everybody, thanks, pal.
3: I'm sure it's a terrible joke, and I get in a lot of trouble for it. But that's okay. I, that's good. <laughs> Later, brother. Later, man.
0: Well, there you have it, folks. Another episode of the Center Forward Podcast. Really want to thank Joey Cecil and Ken Luther once again for being a part of it. Really want to thank you for listening to it. Um, it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun these last four shows, and and we're getting better at it. I think <laughs> I know I, yeah, my engineering skills are getting a little better. Um, and and next week we're going to have an, a, hopefully a couple new segments. Uh, uh, we're going to do our first interview. I think uh, it's going to be a little different though. We're not going to do the standard you know grab somebody from the team type thing. Which is not there's nothing wrong with that. I love those. But maybe a, a, a supporter spotlight on people you don't hear from that are not part of that circle that you hear from uh, rather often, uh, and I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, as always, we're going to end the show with a little bit of a positive message as we throw on some more Edvard Grieg. Edvard, now he spells with a V. <laughs> it's all good. it's so confusing. Anyway, man. Um, you know, it's been a rough week in a lot of ways. Uh, the Afghanistan deal, we're still dealing with the COVID stuff. There's a lot of angst out there and all that stuff. But you know what? We have this community. Please don't take it for granted. I mean, yeah, it's hard sometimes because we're all not going to agree on stuff. That's one of the reasons me and Ken do what we do on here. We're not always going to agree, but so what? Sometimes you will. You can focus on the bad or you can focus on the good. It's a choice. You can acknowledge both at the same time. There's nothing wrong with that. This whole binary thing that we fell into, it's all of one thing or all of the other. Man, for me, that's no way to live life. I can't do it that way. You know, I've had my share of struggles. Others have had way more. Others have been a lot luckier. I don't know. But man, we have this wonderful community and hopefully we'll, we'll continue to grow it. Two racing matches and a wonderful tournament this week louisville city again next week and as the season goes on let's just march forward man like I, like we've said it doesn't mean we have to all be pals all the time that's not the point yeah i love that part oh gosh isn't that awesome that's um opus 54 nocturne so anyway thank you so much for for listening um looking forward to getting some new stuff in the show for you next week my name is joseph Allen. once again On behalf of Joey and Ken, thank you for listening to the Center Forward Podcast. See ya.